to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. the sweet sounds of geese honking. It feels like it's been an age, Vitaly. Hello. Hello, Sophie. What's going on? Oh, you know, we had a little mini hiatus last week. We did indeed. I was absorbed with germs. You were on your deathbed. I know. I really tried to fight it. um, And then I went home. (laughs) Like, it was was actually really funny because I was like, on Thursday, I'm like, I'm still at work. It's fine. And then by the end, I was like coughing up a lung and had to sit down because I felt dizzy. And then my voice just was like. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had the day off on Friday and it just, and then the weekend, obviously, it did wonders. But I still rocked up to work on Monday and my voice was like. (laughs) And they're like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm doing much better. They're like, (laughs) are you sure? And I was like, yes, because I'm not a snotty, germy mess that just really knocks you around when you're sick. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back here on Gaggle of Geeks. Well, thank you. This is the pop and geek culture. I lost my words there. Oh, my gosh. It did sound like you were about to say geese culture. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that that is your subtle plan. (laughs) One day. One day this podcast will turn to a thing all about geese. But, yes, this is the Pop and Geek Culture podcast on Two Is That With Me, Sophie. And me, Tali. Wunderbach. But (laughs) (laughs) wonderful things dropped this week. Such wonderful things. There were so many things, actually. It was just this case of yes, 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 yes. Um, Where do we start? I think we have to start with a very special little trailer. A trailer drop? Shall we hear it? A trailer drop. Absolutely. So, Skrulls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. Do you know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know what you really are? I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. 
cutest little thing. Aren't you cute? And what's your name, huh? Gary. What's I'll be back. No. Kitty. <laughs> Kitty, Kitty. Of everything that <laughs> happened there, Sophie. <laughs> Kitty. Kitty. <laughs> um, I'm loving Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Every time I watch her, I'm just like, yes, I'm here for it. I'm just, it's, she is holding all sorts of her own. Absolutely. And like we saw his trailer earlier um, this year, but mm-hmm. this is just like, hold on. Action <laughs> for days. Mm. There was a, um, story that had come out that Samuel L. Jackson was like when Brie Larson was, you know, getting in, getting ready for the role mm. is that she hit the gym very aggressively and is now like, what, 2% body fat because she's just all muscle, um, which is insane. And Samuel L. Jackson was like, yeah, Brie just sends me videos of her pushing like jeeps up hills just with her bare hands. Like what? Like in terms of like strength, so you know, generally superheroes have these like superhuman strengths. But I'm pretty sure that if you have the capacity or and the ability to be able to push a jeep up a hill, because a jeep would be what like a ton and a half, right? A car's would, about a ton. Ju- it would be hard. It would be hard regardless. It'd be hard, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much it weighs. <laughs> okay. It does. It does make it even more impossible when you say a ton and a half, mm. like. How is that happening? I often, like, you often hear stories when that actually occurs is that someone has done this amazing feat because they're just bumped with adrenaline because they're probably saving a life. So they, like, pull some kind of resource. But Mm. to do that just for training says, hey, super fit. And as you can see from the trailer, like, she is getting knocked around and doing a lot of things. And I know that they have like stunt doubles and, you know, stuff like that. But I would not be surprised if Brie Larson is doing a lot of it herself. Oh, absolutely. And the one of the things I love about this trailer is like, it just features her punching the old granny. I know. And I don't know what it is, but when you see like a, a like an older person <laughs> in the midst of a fight and fighting back, you're just like, Oh damn! <laughs> but it is it happened in um, Avengers two, I think. Yeah. When um, Black Widow, like she changed, she transformed her appearance to look like an old lady and was just like beating the hell out of these people. And you're like, oh my gosh, kill the old lady. Because I think that that's what works on this idea. Like in that scene in on the bus Mm. it's this idea that they can walk amongst anyone so because they have got such amazing abilities to like shapeshift shapeshifting you know and thing so it's like oh it could be the young guy which you would think like picking a fight with a young guy you'd be like that's pretty fair Mm. but then you look at the old woman and then she's got that just glean of evil and then it's like yep it's on and yeah like literally they're going at it at the bus so much so it's like the handrails or the ones that you hold on to they're getting bent because of the force of which this fight is taking place. And it is that moment where you're like, nope, the old woman is a bad person. This is not elder abuse. This is no, actually, she's this is scroll. for a good cause. This is for a good cause. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's very exciting. Mm. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Samuel L. Jackson, still like With young. both eyes? I know. Well, this is the thing is like every time you see it, you're just like, oh, because it's his like CG'd his face to mm. be like a super young person. Um. 
but it is still like obviously that iconic Samuel L. Jackson voice at the same time. So it's just those moments where you just have, oh, is it? Is it? Who? Yeah. This is all good. The CG looks really good for the de-aging process in this. That's what, yeah. Because like, I'm always like, oh. Mm, the skepticism mm, was there. Always. Yep. And it's yep. like, no, they've done it really well. Yeah. Well, at least for this two new trailer. <laughs> Like, oh, please do it for the other two hours of this film. <laughs> They've just probably grabbed the best bit that they did. They were like, yes, we've achieved that. A hundred percent nailed it. And then for the rest of the movie, they're like, forty mm, percent. Close enough. That's it kind of looks like it. Mm. It's fine. All is well. But on Twitter, um, I think because that's um, Samuel like cooing over the cat at the end, someone's like, I bet you that cat is the reason why he loses his eye. <laughs> oh, my God. Because do we know why he lo- he lost his eye? Um, I actually can't remember how he lost his uh-huh. eye. Okay. Because it could be the cat. could be the cat. Well, original Nick Fury yeah. was a white fella in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And then in the Ultimate Universe, which is like an alternative universe in the comic books, they had a black Nick Fury, which is uh, what the Marvel Studios ended up adapting. With, yeah, the Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, so, yeah. So their backstories are slightly different. Oh, as well. So I actually can't remember how he lost said eye. The plot thickens. Where's Blake when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could Google it. We probably could. Nah. nah. Let's just say it's the cat. But the other really interesting interesting thing about um, Captain Marvel is it's like one of the it, – it actually includes an inclusion writer in this film. Yes. But is this because of um, Michael – Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, so his thing is that he – 70% of the cast yep. have to be – Women and yep. people of colour. Yeah. Diverse. Diverse, yeah. Um, yeah. So – it is um, Brie Larson was talking about what it's like to be on set where, you know, not everyone is white. And she's like, I've been in this industry for 20 years since I was seven years old. Mm. I cannot believe how segregated it's been since then. <laughs> like, until now. Like. Yeah. And it's I imagine it's one of those things, especially with an actor like Brie Larson, who, as you said, has been in the industry for so long, mm. is you would get used to it. Yeah. You'd just be like, this is what it's like to be on set. This is what it's like to turn up to these kind of, you know, to turn up to work. This is the expectation. And then for it to be so suddenly, like, it's just like a change because of one actor and what yeah. they wanted. And Reese Witherspoon and yeah. Francis McDormand yeah. also. But I mean, yeah. yeah, but I mean in the sense on just on one set, one actor saying this thing is yeah. that you would then walk out of your trailer and it's like a whole different world. And you would just, it would, it would be really kind of eye opening to be like, mm. oh, that's that like, what world was I in before that yeah. I thought was so normal? Whereas this is still normal. It's just different, but different good. But yeah, it's still different. <laughs> yeah, it's but it is just like mind boggling in a way because like we're both people of color. It's like yeah, yeah that is our life. <laughs> and then suddenly she's like, oh my gosh, you people exist. Yes, 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 that we is, do. Yeah, it's like yes, we exist and we work in creative industries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hasn't been a secret. <laughs> Door just hasn't been open. <laughs> we're getting oh, there. Yeah, we're we getting are. There. Um, which seems like a good segue to our next little story. It is. So Marvel have greenlit a new 
superhero film, the superhero, but it's going to be Asian led. <laughs> Which makes so much sense. I mean, if you think about it, Mm. Marvel, like in terms of decisions that they know have made bank is how popular Black Panther was for the African-American community and Mm. how many people went to go see Black Panther who were not traditional comic book fans, but because they wanted to see a whole lot of African-Americans on screen. So they went along and watched it. Huge bank, really successful. Well done to them. Mm. But then you've also got this audience of crazy rich Asians who like undoubtedly the highest rom-com. Boosting rom-com in like the past 20 years or something. Exactly. And I mean, how many people went to go see that? One, how many Asians went to go see that? Huge amounts. Everyone across (laughs) the how many continents? Like? <laughs> Pretty much everyone went to see that. The universal appeal of both those movies, but then also for that particular, those particular communities is huge. So it's no surprise that Marvel's gone, wait a second. Mm. What works is movies about a certain group of people because people will want to go see it. And then this is but what... also told by people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So... They're actually fast-tracking this film. So it is about Shang-Chi, who is a martial arts master in the Marvel Universe. He's usually supporting actors. So they're actually making this a standalone story for him, which is pretty cool. Um, So it's going to be written by Dave Callahan, who is a Chinese-American writer, and he's worked on Ant-Man as well as co-wrote Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm. They don't have a director. No, but they are looking for an Asian-American director. And this is what the other funny that I enjoyed about like learning about this mm. is that originally when this character was first invented, it was very stereotypical because mm-hmm. obviously that whole idea of, you know, Kung Fu culture was cool, yeah. but then it was <laughs> super like, oh, because this is what an Asian looks like and this is what an Asian does and all those things. Um, it was and- very stereotypical yes. and just... Not right. <laughs> yeah. And they have said that this Marvel movie is going to not be that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to modernise it. And modernise it. And I do like one of um, Shang-Chi's powers mm. is that he has. So he is like his dad. I think his dad, Fu Manchu, yeah. is evil. And then upon realising that his dad's evil and that he is great, he goes, oh, like a pretty much using his kung fu powers and like jujitsu powers and i realized kung fu and jujitsu were two different Very forms of different art <laughs> but i will say that they are the same word but also know that it's jujitsu um, <laughs> and he goes and you know does all that but he also has the superpower to effectively turn himself into an army like replicate himself and so yeah. then it's all the other jujitsu things and i did like the article like an article i read which was like some form of commentary on the idea of all oh, asians look the same and then there's this guy duplicate himself <laughs> literally it's like yes! I know, there is that part i really where, hope yeah. they do that in the film just be like see see we are the same we are one <laughs> well, and that's what i liked about it like if you do it in that tongue-in-cheek humor to be like oh that thing that you think is actually bad about us what about if we actually utilize that as a power yeah. to do it and then also, I mean, imagine if you could dupl- duplicate yourself. I mean, not even just to save the world, just to go do things. It's like one version goes Life off to work. Life admin would be done in five minutes. It oh, is so my great. goodness. What a power. 
especially those days where you have to go run errands and you're just running to five different places. Ugh. Duplicate five times, off they go, come back. Now we're going to the beach. <laughs> well done, us. <laughs> we did well. We, we nailed so it. great. Yeah. So, so great. Um, um, so, yeah. Excited it should for this. be interesting because, like, he is a supporting, um, like, character in that he kind of teaches all your bigger, your big, big superheroes, like, oh, how, how to, how how to, to martial art. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. As, like, a kung fu master. Stop calling it kung fu. <laughs> I know that it's not. <laughs> Well, Kung Fu is a form of martial arts, <laughs> but it's so, uh, I think, yeah, if they kind of go in the vibe, like, you know, a bit of like more of a side hustle, like what the Guardians of the Galaxy were, yeah, it might, you know, even come a cult Do. hit in that way yeah. as well, Yeah, which is going to be, well, and this is the other thing that you were saying in terms of like characters like this played by people of that same background mm. and then having casts of just all of them too is always going to be a good thing. So even despite its original, like, inception, which was like, mm. let's do a stereotypical character. Because he's been written by white people. Yeah. <laughs> now it feels like, you know, yeah. that claiming it back and then totally. telling that story and then doing it properly, which, of course, I'm never going to be bad at. Tali. Yes. How many people from, like, Crazy Rich Asians do you reckon will be cast in this film? Oh, my God. <laughs> It is one of those things I think that maybe a lot of them have a good chance. But then I guess the joy of this. Well, Remy, he'll be out because he's in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, he can't do both? There unless is no he's, potential unless, crossover? Unless his character crosses over. Oh. So he's already in the Marvel universe. I'm just saying there could be a crossover. I'm also, yeah, there is a potential that there will be a few. And then I, like, weirdly went to, my head went to Sandra O, oh, but then maybe because I'm just loving the Sandra O oh news, but she could be in this somehow. Totally. I would vote for that. Can she be, like, the all-knowing narrator? <laughs> oh, my God. I would actually, no, I take that back. Not Sandra O, oh, Sandra O's oh's mum and dad. I loved oh them <laughs> so when they were on the red carpet and therefore I want to see more of them. And if this is how it happens, Marvel make it happen. I'm there for it. I'm there for it every single day. Well, now that we're talking about Sandra O, oh, let's talk Sandra O. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. I think that this is the reason why Sandra O oh came to mind when I thought, yeah. what Asian would I like to see in this movie? Um, Sandra O oh is a gift that just truly keeps on giving. Um, and if you haven't seen Killing Eve, oh please my God, do. It's, so good. it's on iView. Watch it. It is amazing. It's literally one of the greatest things I've ever seen. In term, and it really like in the that eye of a woman being a serial killer, like a female serial yeah. killer, and you know. What is so funny about it is I think it drives up this notion of what women are supposed to be like nurturers and carers. Mm. So the idea that you could have this sociopathic female serial killer with no regard to anything, like will just kill people and then like just skip off effectively is how dissociative she is from what she does mm. is all sorts of both confronting and amazing to watch and it truly is the best and oh my god I love her so much. Oh she's great um but it's also just Sandra O's character is just like 
Oh, oh my God, you have no filter. You are exactly like me. <laughs> well, and that's what we love about her in the terms that she is hunting down this serial killer. So she works in some form of like MI6. MI6. Yeah, like, exactly. But then you watch her. And you just go, oh, my God, that's what I would be like if I was a spy or worked in, like, you know, some kind of crime thing. In the the sense, at the same time, you're just like, take this very seriously, but then I'll have competitions with my boss or, like, my colleagues. I will steal his hangover buddy because I'm hungover. Never mind him. And I'm like, oh, that's the kind of stuff I'd pull with my colleagues. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, but they're at this super, like, you know, official spy agency. Then they're just like, no, they're literally joking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or it's just like, I've got a very important meeting but it's important that I get my assistant to get me a croissant first which I will then eat during the meeting because <laughs> screw you guys priorities priorities anyway that was a bit of a segue to being it was it's great if you haven't seen it definitely go watch it um but it was announced this week Sandra yes. O and Andy Samberg are gonna host the golden globes it is A real surprise they didn't ask us, especially after that (laughs) impromptu break into song at at a drop of a hat. I'm just saying, next year, maybe. Um, We'll get there. We'll get there, Polly. (laughs) For one day. Um, And this is the thing is I love Andy Samberg as well. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Lonely island i always go to say the lonely planet is, is bad <laughs> and i'm just like no way one is like a satirical song group yep. and the other is like a destination guide and they've just obviously very different. very very different so different um but this is what one of the funny things too is because i am such a fan of andy sandberg especially in brooklyn line nine i cannot wait for it to come back january is oh, i'm very excited anyway um is that all the things that I have ever seen with his car, like his co-cast, is mm. to say how hilariously funny he is and just that genius level of funny. And I think that that's what you need for an award show. I think yeah. with the both of them, it has the potential to be really, really great. Because like award shows, they're not the most, I don't know, exciting uh, viewing. Well, see, and this is, it, it and, totally is not. Like, and the thing is, you will watch the highlights, which is when you want, the host to do their entry, yeah. like their introduction, which is the first five minute monologue. And you're like, yeah. great. Yeah. And then you're like, who won? Best picture. Yeah. Best actor. Best actress. Cool. Done. Bye. Bye. I don't need to sit through three hours of this. Well, and this is the thing. Yet yeah, they turn it, it obviously into a spectacle because it's their night of, you know, pomp and parade and mm. all that other stuff too. But then obviously they've got a lot of sponsors. So the longer that it happens, you can get more ads going mm-hmm. into that. You understand the whole process and the idea that people will wait to find out who won best film, who won best actor, even in like all the different categories and all the different award incarnations. The problem is though is – like you need to get a host that can then keep the audience for three hours. Mm. And so many of them, I find the ones that are truly terrible to me are the ones who just forget kind of why they're there and make it all about them or they monologue it or then they try something. And like, I'm all for trying something that's going to be funny, but at least like workshop it with someone beforehand like have some kind of practice or preparation. Mm. Some of them, you just go, you're talking absolute nonsense. The Oscars, I find, is the worst. Oh, my goodness. Golden Glows, I feel everyone's a bit more, like, happier and looser. Yeah. Not to mention they're not 
generally the awards isn't and as I white think, yeah. as the Oscars are. And I think it's also the audience too. Yeah. And this is what makes, like, I be, obviously, as someone who is not in the actual audience and just watching it on the TV, is if the audience in the room is feeding off the host and they're enjoying it, then it creates this energy of excitement of, like, this is all happening well. Mm. I find that the Oscars is that everyone there is so serious to begin with, Mm. then everyone has to be serious. And then it goes on forever. And it feels like you're just in this really bad school assembly where it just (laughs) never stops because someone's got to make this speech to intro something, but it's not their time. So therefore we don't need your opinion. That is a perfect analogy. (laughs) Can I just say school assembly? Yes. So the aim, I think, is not to be a school assembly. I always enjoy it when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, (gasps) like, they're magic. They make it so joyous. Yeah. And I think, is it Kevin Hart is going to do the Academy Awards this year? Yeah. Is it slated to do? Or is it being super... Yeah. I think he is. And he's deleting all bad tweets at the moment. Oh, my God. See, that's the other thing, too. So at the moment, apparently, he he said um, on Twitter, like, a couple of few homophobic things. Yeah. Including like, you know, if my son ever plays with a dollhouse, I'd break it over his head. Had to delete that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he's working through the old tweets. <laughs> it's such a... <laughs> And yet he somehow got the gig. I do wonder how they choose them. Yeah. I mean, come on, Ricky Gervais. He's oh, his he... time was over. Yeah. He had it how long? He was like mm. Forever. Because they went through this thing. And then they did Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. It was just talk show hosts. Yeah. Because I think that they went, oh, you can do live TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ellen will forever be remembered for that Oscar selfie. Genius. (laughs) Such genius. Such genius. But yeah, I'm excited to see Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg together, which seems, it sounds like an unlikely duo, but they did present an award together. Was it at the Golden Globes last year or was yeah. it something? Yeah. And they were actually really dynamic and I think got drew the best laughs of the night that night. So mm. they've obviously got the chemistry. All the chemistry. The cam, 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 chemistry. Cam, chemistry. So They're beautiful. There. They're getting there. We are. But Sandra O oh plus o. Andy Sandberg. Yes. I think that's a good combo. I think it is too. I think that they will like – obviously work with each other well brings up each other oh my god if she doesn't (laughs) boycotting the golden globes she says very dramatically oh dramatically um well speaking of awesome asian women (laughs) what a segue what a segue awkwafina so she was in she like She's been in quite a few things. So Ocean's Eight, um, mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, which she bloody well stole oh the damn buck, buck, bitch, buck, buck, bitch, yo. Um, so they are remaking, or they're thinking of remaking. Yeah, Twenty One Jump Street, which is wild, wild, eh? Because I'm like, didn't they just make one with Channing Tatum? I know. And, um, so Jonah Hill, Jonah yeah. Hill. So it was like Johnny Depp did 21 Jump Street. And for those people who I guess living under a rock and do not know, understand 21 Jump Street. So it's essentially there's a drug ring in a school. So they send two cops undercover in a school to like find out what's going on by hanging out with the youths. Um, even when Johnny Depp did it, you were just like, you looked very old, like for <laughs> where it happens. Um, and then when Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill did it, yeah. 
I still was like Channing Tatum looked a little bit too old. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill has a very baby face. Yeah, he so could get away with he it. He could get away with he it. he just looked like an absolute stoner kid. Exactly. Like, well done to him. Like, Channing Tatum is just too, like, he's a muscle house. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I feel that that ages him. Like, no offense to him. Like, I'm sure he's living his best life with Jesse Day, but still, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like... It's a bit unbelievable, but the idea yeah. that they they're going to have a female remake of this, yes. So, Orkafina, yes, and cop number two, <gasps> Tiffany Haddish. Oh my god, I love her so much. Girls' she, night. <laughs> she's just what my favorite thing that Tiffany Haddish has ever done, which is just genius, and is so me. And this is why this is why I love her. Is she got this dress for an award? Yeah, and then wore the dress again because oh she's my like, God, I love her. she's like, of course I'm going to wear it. Like I looked banging in the dress. The dress was expensive. I'll keep wearing the dress. And then she like, I think she was on Ellen talking about this dress. Like turned up in the dress again, and she was like, obviously just living her best life. Mm. And then she just wore it again to be like. Why would I only wear it once? This dress is freaking amazing. I loved it. There's also a really great Ellen episode where she's in it. it like she loves Oprah. Aww. Like the same level that, and this is again why I just really, really like her and I, kindred spirits. Yeah. She might be my spirit animal. Is that she's talking about how much she loves Oprah. She starts crying and then Oprah comes out and she's just beside herself in just, oh my God, crying <laughs> the magic. It's just, it's too much. And I was like, that is exactly what I would do if I was to meet Oprah too. And she's so funny. They mm. are both so funny and so yeah. talented. But didn't um, Tiffany, wasn't she the one that revealed someone bit Beyonce at that party? <laughs> <laughs> the drama. The drama of who bit Beyonce at this party. <laughs> oh, my Heard God. It from Tiffany. <laughs> And that is the kind of undercover detective work <laughs> that is required that Jump 21 Jump Street will deliver. And I guess that's the other thing coming back to this idea of representation mm. and diversity too, is that like Johnny Depp, white guy cop, um, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, two white guys. Mm-hmm. This, you've got two women, but it's not like two white women. It's like you've got a black woman and an Asian woman. Yep. And it just goes to show that, you know, the leaps that yeah. we're making in terms of, you know. Both who are very ingrained in, like, urban culture of exactly. America. And it's yeah. just like, if you want someone to blend in who can talk the street, oh like, the God. way the kids can, it is those two women. <laughs> this is what I'm about. Like, it would be, it's going to be wild. Like, can I feel like imagine? I'm, I'm going to learn a lot of new words. Oh, the vocab. Do you reckon she's going to, like, sneak in a bok bok bitch? Oh, my God. I would put that in my contract if I was her forever, wherever I went to. I was like, and my slogan is bok bok bitch. At some point I will be saying it or it will be said to me or something will happen. I mean, like Will Smith does it with, oh, hell no. He says it in every single film he's in. Really? I need to go back. Oh my Just watch like. There'll just be a throwaway line where he just looks at like incoming disaster and oh, he just goes, Oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh my God, that is so true. Do you reckon that's him like improvising or do you reckon that's now his now iconic contract? Yeah. I will say, Oh, hell no, at an impending disaster <laughs> or I will not do the role. The end, bye. Very oh, well. Very yeah. well, bye. Yeah, no, I'm ex- like, I'm excited for that. Oh, man. They're going to be, oh. Such joy. I think that they would also, it's one of those things where I'm like, I have not seen them work together, but there's no way in any kind of form that I would see them getting together and then just being terrible. Mm. Like, I feel that they would 
build off each other in the styles that they have to just get to a point where it's just like, what is going on? And the other great thing about them too is that they do physical comedy really well. Mm. So it's not that they are script reliant. It no. would be that, oh, there's just a funnier side because they've gone, like maybe it's the way they walk or the way they move or the way they've done something, which will just really add to it. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. So great. Um, but one of the other things that happened this week, um, Entertainment Weekly released their Entertainers of the Year. Yes. And all the groups were people of colour. I was just like, yes! It was so cool. They had all the women from Black Panther, yep. all the women from um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. And it was just like, what is like, happening? Not a white face inside. Yeah. Which it just goes to show. And that's, again, like Marvel, like very quickly moving on this is it, Mm. is because they know it's like, it's one of those things. It's so sad that it goes, oh, we'll take a risk. Oh, the risk gave us lots of money. Like it's a real like profit revenue raiser. All their risk ones have made amazing. Yeah, exactly. Even stuff like Guardians. But then the thing is, is it's like, was it really a risk Mm-hmm. It was like, let's be honest, it was a sure thing. You just thought it was risky. Yeah. But to be honest, like, of course, everyone was going to love it. So sort your lives out, guys. Oh, my gosh. Sort your lives out. But, yeah, excellent news. Such excellent great news. news. All right. Well, from one woman to another, let's <laughs> talk about the amazing woman that is Hannah Gatsby. Oh, as self-appointed ambassador for Tasmania, <laughs> I just find it very important. We have a Tasmanian... <laughs> In the room. In the room. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to make the ambassadorship official with Tasmania. <laughs> That's why I have to keep saying self-appointed. Anyway. <laughs> How's um, it going? I'm thinking it's never going to go very well when you've got an ambassador like <laughs> Hannah Gatsby, who is just, just I feel like Ameri- she can do no wrong at the moment. America has truly fallen in love with her after her Netflix special, Nanette. Mm. She absolutely freaking killed it. Was it at the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she was the only the, entertaining bit about the, that. I think the only person who actually got a laugh, who was like, I got a free suit. This is great. This is like, she then went on there. And what she is doing. And then did the awkward shuffle off. I'll just take this then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bye. What she is doing so well right now is like, if you've seen Nanette, it's like, it is a very not confronting, but it's a very truthful and honest account Mm. in her dealings with men and um, how she has been treated. But what is so interesting is that she um, gave a speech this week where she effectively called out good men who think that they are good men, who draw the line from bad men, but essentially went on to say the problem with that is that it's the good men drawing the line who think they're good men, but then that line changes depending on the situation that it is. And she's like, hey, why don't women just get to draw the line and you don't get to? Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that was, like, first, A, I love she called all the good men Jimmy. But B, with like the way she like phrased it, it's just like, it makes so much sense. And the problem with men is all of them think they're good men. Exactly. And I had this, I was- None of them think they're bad. No. And I had this, like, um, the joys of walking around as a woman is that you do get people make, like, 
guys making comments or saying things or doing things. And you often think like, how do I respond to that to say that that's inappropriate, that they won't just go, oh, you're being sensitive and stuff like that. It's just a joke. I know. And I was Did having... Did you take a joke? I was... I, and I like come to the conclusion the only way to deal with it, which I haven't actually tested yet, but I do think it would work. And this is what I mean with what Hannah Gatsby was saying, mm. is that if a guy says something to you, just go, oh, so you're one of them. You're one of those bad guys. Because then it's someone actually calling their behavior out as bad, mm. but also making them force them to realize they're not the good guy that they think they are. Because, yeah, with that whole line, it's like you have a different line with your family. Yeah. You have a different, different line, line when you're yep. drunk with your mates. mates. Yep. You have a different line when you're yep. with your go- your partner. You exactly. have a different line when you're with your colleagues. It's just, yeah. where does that, why does that line keep and, changing? And it's also like you don't get to determine if you're a good guy. Everyone else gets to decide if you're a good guy. So mm. you can't just be like, oh, it's not that bad. Because it's just like, oh. Donald Trump thinks he's probably the best, goodest guy ever. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I think it is. And like so many guys that I know, they kind of do like really problematic stuff. Like this one guy, I posted this photo on Instagram and he's like comment to me. He was like, oh, thirst trap much? And I was like, um, excuse me. And he's like, oh, I just learnt that word. And I was like, and you thought that it was appropriate to refer to me and say that? He's like, oh, you know, I'm not one of those guys. And I was like, you You just just acted like one of those guys by doing Doing that, and it's like, oh, but it's not that bad. And I was like, microaggressions. Hey. I, and this is the thing too, is that like he would go through, and then he was like, oh, I like apologize, and then he said something else, and then he like had another like weird microaggression go at me, and he's like, yeah, but I, and then I like called him out for that and the previous thing, and he's like, yeah, but like I sincerely apologized for that, and I was like, doesn't make it okay for I you know. to do it again. But I was also like, just because you sincerely apologize how you thought it was, I was like, you know that I was still pissed off. So it's not like you just get to go, oh, no, I apologize. So it's all all right now. So I can just do it all over again. And that's what like Hannah Gatsby was so great because it was one. Maybe, okay, maybe the next thing is not I call it out. I just be like, hey, hey come over here. Let me, let me show you a video <laughs> and then just play Hannah Gadsby explaining. Are you a good man? <laughs> are you a good man? Does that sound like, does that sound like the person you are? Like, where's that line? Where yeah, is that's that right. line? Yeah. Um, but the response has been as expected. Women all around the world applauding. Praise be. Praise be. And then men all around going, she really just hates men. Oh my God. If she hates men so much, why is she trying to dress like one? Why is she trying to look like one? Oh my gosh. Like, ugh, man hater, bloody neo, like Nazi feminists. Just like, I don't. Oh, just, this is all you. <laughs> it's also so funny. Like, I, I guess it's hard to say this as a woman because I've only got a female perspective on it. But I would have thought. As a guy, if I had seen something like Hannah Gatsby of what she said and went, oh, I don't understand, but how are people reacting to it? And all women are like, oh, my God, that's so true. And all guys are like, that's not true. There would be a part of me that would go, wait a second. The people who that behavior is affecting is the women Mm -hmm. and they're all agreeing with it. So maybe... Maybe Hannah's got a point right now. And also to go after her to to be like, well, why are you wearing pants? Because you're dressing like a man and why do you have short hair? It's like, but guys have long hair. And regardless if she wears a pants or a dress, she's still going to say the same words. It's not like, 
Oh my goodness, it's so stupid. The internet has horrible people. <laughs> I just love how rudimentary their arguments become. Oh, oh totally. you can't say that it just because becomes, you're wearing slacks. Oh, it just becomes very schoolyard. Yes, like and yeah. it's like right. You haven't really progressed. You're not even thinking critically. No. Not How do we even engage? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, that's their idea of engaging is to be like, yeah, you're wrong. Your face is. <laughs> Your pants are. <laughs> sorry, uh, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the joys. The joys, oh, the joys, the joys. But while we're on this topic, we haven't done this for a while, Tali. Uh, you are officially on my shit list. <sighs> I was so disappointed this week. I was as well. I've caught the lift with this man. Have you really? Yeah, at work. I looked up and was like, oh, it's him. It's him. And then I saw a talk later that week and now I'm just like, no. <sighs> um, the man that we are talking about is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. Who is a world-renowned astrophysicist. Yeah, astronomer. I never astrophysicist. Yeah, I felt that it was astrophysicist, but then let's be honest. Anyone who talks in the wide world of space, I just get so confused. Even at their title, let alone he's a science communicator. Yeah, a very well known one. A well known one, and he is incredible at making science accessible to people. To people who were like, "That's too complicated. That's too science." He's like, "No, it's actually very simple." Yeah, exactly. And it's just all about perspective. Yeah, he is a. Incredible communicator of science. Bad communicator with women. <laughs> yes, very bad. So um, the uh, stories came out this week. Um, there was one woman alleging that he had drugged and raped her back when they were at university. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are also reports alleging that a former staff of his that he had made inappropriate sexual comments and sexual advances towards those those women as well um and neil degrasse tyson he said that you know when they first came out that he wasn't going to address them he was just going to let them lie but of course more women came more women came out and then he felt like he needed to um and then as you said as his as his response in terms of communicating to women is that he was saying oh i'm just a very friendly person and like maybe my my friendliness was misinterpreted Mm. Mm. Good man, eh? <laughs> well, and this is what it is. It, like, it's one of the... <laughs> sorry, not so. It's one of those things when you're like, you understand what's going up in space. You have a very worldly perspective of how things happen. So how you don't know how to operate on Earth <laughs> with the people. Beyond, especially when you're like, mm. you know, we are so small in the scheme of the cosmos. Exactly. Yes, we are, but it doesn't mean you have to be a yeah. dick to other people. <laughs> exactly. Because that was one of his things in terms of how insignificant we are mm. into how big the rest of the world is. And yes, that might be true on an earthly global scale, but on a day-to-day interaction, with the other insignificant person, it then becomes very significant because what you do actually does matter and the way that you carry yourself, the way that you treat others. And I think it's just a general thing that, like, maybe I say this because I'm not a very touchy-feely person, Mm. but it's not an excuse if you are a touchy-feely person to just go touch someone No, because that's how you express yourself. There should still be parameters, and that's what his excuse was. He was just like, I'm a very touchy-feely person. And and I was like, but that doesn't make it all right. I'm touchy-feely, Yeah, but only with friends I know who are also (laughs) touchy-feely, the ones who are like, no. 
hugs up my thing, I'm like, I'll wave. Exactly. (laughs) It is that. It is that simple. Yeah, exactly. It's so simple. And that's what I mean too in that it's not an excuse to just say, oh, well, I'm a touchy-feely person, so it's totally all right if I'm like rubbing your leg when I meet you. It's like, no, it's not. No. (laughs) I mean, that's not appropriate for anyone, (laughs) regardless anyway. But I just mean like, yeah, that unsolicited, unasked for touching that could potentially make someone uncomfortable. And people know, like, even if you are a touchy-feely person and you go up to someone, you're not just going to start rubbing them on the back the moment you meet them because that's weird for anyone. So, like, yeah. (sighs) So disappointed with that one. I know. It's just another one to the shit list. Yeah, exactly. Because we haven't had one for ages. And it was yes. like, oh, should we get everyone out? <laughs> we have done a purge. We've done a purge of most people yeah. in like the entertainment industry, bar yeah. music. I'm sure that one's still coming. Oh, well, if that's true, we've done entertainment now, science entertainment. Yep. Like maybe we're in academia. Yeah. Oh, dear. Sweet baby Jesus. It's. I mean, but at the same time, it's like... You know, those industries, science, engineering, yeah, notoriously male dominant. Yeah, very sexist. Mm. Well, not like I mean, it's, I try and give them the benefit of the doubt, but let's be honest: is that a lot of those you hear stories of women in those industries who are like pretty much going women in tech now want to drop out or who have dropped out just because of how male dominated it is. And the idea that they would even step into those classrooms is completely foreign, let alone into those workplaces is completely foreign. I think, I can't remember if it was Uber, but I think, you know, they had like, they were pretty good with like their gender quality balance in terms of their tech team. Yeah. And then it started skewing male. Yeah. And then the women left because it got too awful. Well, and this is, I mean, Google. Google, Google's had the whole around the world in terms of the sexual harassment in the Mm. workplace too. It's just... It's just so stupid and unnecessary and uncalled for. Women's achievements. Yeah. Just, you know, shuffle that under. Oh, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't account. Whatever. <laughs> what was that? There was like some statistics about like CEOs in the world called John. Like there are just so <laughs> many of them. Does not surprise me at not all. Not all. At all. In any world. Tyler, do we have to end on such a shit note? Well, we can turn it a little bit happy in the sense that there's a little teaser for Game of Thrones. (laughs) The smallest teaser ever to whet your appetite because it has been so long. But it did get me very, very excited slash make me remember what just happened last time. Because it's, I mean, it's going to be the final season of Game of Thrones. And the little teaser of like the ice, obviously, with the White Walkers as they are, you know. It's encroaching on the intro, like. Yes. The intro credits. And it's like, you know, the map is getting frozen over. Yeah. Then there's pushback from the fire. From the fire. But what I also love about the teaser is like the ice has like there's a direwolf and so then like the ice takes over the direwolf and you're like oh no that's the Stark family yeah. and then there's a dragon and the ice takes over the dragon and you're like oh no that's the Targaryens and like we know that the White Walkers now have a dragon so it is this idea and then it's like coming through coming through and it's like all the symbols of the different yeah, houses but then the lion is engulfed in flames yes. and you're like oh my god the dragons what? are there Where what's are going on what's <laughs> happening exactly so yeah I got very excited and then I was reading an article where the actors because this is what I was also thinking mm. um is that the actors know 
what's going to happen. And they wrapped up ages ago. Exactly. How tight-lipped do they have to be? I am the worst secret keeper in the whole wide world. Imagine trying to hold that secret. Especially when it's like eight months of your life of filming. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be the absolute worst. It's the same like when Jodie Whittaker became the doctor and she had to hold that, like, don't tell anyone, that like, had that whole code word that, that she would say so no one would know what was going mm. on. I would be the freaking worst. The moment it happened, I'd be like, and then this happened. I was like, right, I'll just tell this one person. This one person will be fine. And they'll probably tell 12,000 other people. And then it'd be like, oh, no. Did I just drop that on Twitter? Oops. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I could just imagine drunk me. And so then I was on set of Game of Thrones. And then I was so strange because then it turns out Sansa wins everything. And then they were she like, sits no. on the throne. <laughs> She defeats the like White Walkers and the Prince, and then it does turn out that Bran is the person, and it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, get called in. We're gonna keep this, and we're gonna see what happens in April. Yeah, exactly. Tally's prediction slash she was there. <laughs> Drunk me predicted it all in a. Like... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the moral of that story. It's coming in April. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, so like, much um... to watch and see. Well, Tali, next week will be our last week for the year. Oh my God, it will be. Yeah, because the week after that's pretty much Christmas and we're like, we know you guys don't have time for that. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. The week after that, everyone's doing their last minute Christmas shopping and like ruining why they were not more organized in their life. Pretty much. So we got your back. We know that. We know that's where you're at. We know where you're at. Yeah. Um, But we will see you next week for more gaggling. Geesing. Geesing. We'll probably do a bit of a best of 2018. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Mm. Oh, so many things to think about. What were the highlights? What were the lowlights? Don't answer now. Answer next week. Fine. Think about it. Think about it. I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> well, that is Gaggle of Geeks, your weekly pop culture and geek culture podcast. I'm Sophie. I'm Tali. Till next time. Bye. Bye.